Flamingo, ladies and gentlemen, you're here at the uh, episode of Questionzilla, part whatever this is, coming at you, you with questions. Did you know that I wanted to be the first one? Yeah, I could hear you like, you I could yeah. sense you coiling up, and then like I had to jump higher me. and hit that basketball towards, uh, I don't know, who's on my team? Yeah, I did feel like I I really got rejected by someone taller than that's a that's a weird thing. I'm I'm like nearly six four, and so sometimes um, people will be like, "Oh, do I?" Right? You know, every girlfriend that I've ever that's even just like a normal height is like, "Do I seem short to you?" I'm like, I would have no idea what a short person what. Constitutes it's all a short, short from up here. It's all short. I mean, if someone's, if there's a girl like my height, I'm like, that's a tall girl. But what drives me crazy is when, and I've talked with some other tall people that experience this, is when someone's taller than me, there's something about, there's something in my subconscious that's like, what? Huh? huh? Like, <laughs> that's not, it happens so rarely that when it does happen, it like, it makes a part of me angry. I get it. You're not supposed to be up there. Get down. It's uh get back in your place. It's, that's yeah, so it's interesting. I'd never really thought about I mean, for moments you think about being a tall person, but I've never really considered it. And every room I go to, I'm exactly either or not either. Every room there's always people shorter than me and people taller than what me. Are you, what are you? I'm five nine. That's like oh, yeah. right in the. I think average for men is like five seven to five nine. So it's like yeah, right yeah. in that. I think you're about that average. average. Also, don't you love when like an average should just be a number, right? Like when they do penis size and they're like, oh, average size is between four and seven <laughs> inches. It's like just average those two. It's trying to like make it a scale so that people can still be fours and be seven. like, yes, that seems like. A small to a large penis to me. Yeah. Between four and seven. <laughs> there's this old, funny. There's this uh, Man Show bit or Adam Carolla bit, I forget. Maybe it was on Man Show or just afterwards, but he's like, you know how to measure it? Well, my trick is you start at the anus uh, yeah, and then yeah. you go twice around the balls and then just <laughs> past the tip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, height, height i'm average five five nine right in the middle i did it nice yeah so you never know what you're walking into a taller or a shorter situation and it helps with our we've talked about bananas and uh, apple right like the successful formula for any duo you got to have a banana and an apple like bert and ernie <laughs> you got to have me and you one like one kind of i'm trying to think of other examples but like tall and then, uh, like, not like super short to the ground, but tall and normal sized. I wonder how that's gonna work. Because our our very first time on stage um, together as Mind Under Matter, because we've been on stage together on like stand up science and yeah, uh, but uh, but yeah, that was we stood for those. I think I think if we were in a club, we'd be seated. Um, 
but now I'm like, well, now I'm now I got apple and banana in my head. <laughs> I I really want. I don't um, think we should do it seated. I think that's disrespectful. Really, you don't think like live ish podcast? You, you think you're standing the whole time? Yeah, stand. Okay. All right. You can Deal. walk around. It's part of a show. When you're sitting, it just it subconsciously signals like, hey, relax. Unless you're Big J Okerson, Patrice O'Neill, Mark Marin, or Paul mm-hmm. Mooney. But Paul Mooney is dead. Patrice is dead. Um, so if you sit on stage, you have a pretty high likelihood of dying. Yeah, hopefully. Um, I don't even think Ralphie May sat on stage. But then you'd have like a really sturdy chair would need that. I it was big. I was thinking, um, yeah, I, I, just before recording, I was thinking about how to pull off um, live mind under matter shows. So I'm all, I'm, I'm very, um, I'm very, I lack the comfort. It, it's always marketing shows is always, uh, when you're self-producing shows and things and doing themed things, it's always scary, but usually you can kind of have a sense of things or you do a test run first, like I'm gearing up for, um, doing a test run to then do a tour. Um, starting in a couple months but it's especially like we can't just book like 30 cities and be like mind under matter tour and then because you have no idea if only 10 people are going to show up on the first night or whatever yeah but um but yeah there was there was someone i don't know this is a questions episode we were talking before because ramin was maybe going to do a topic um and then we were just talking about our dynamic and how i often uh, I often come up with the top or you're most, the topic queen normally. And then I, the I wanted to be topic queen this time. Yeah. We'll get you being topic queen more. And then we are, we are discussing off the air how we need a glossary of terms because mm-hmm. that's a new one that we have is topic queen. TQ. Uh, and so, so now we're letting the listeners be topic queens and a couple other things too. Cause I've also thought about, so we during the life development episode, um, which is now a couple of weeks ago, we did uh, we talked about how we have to cut some of our bonus content to create time. I actually think that we can. But then we got a bunch more Patreon support when people people rewarded us for our honesty and vulnerability and telling them, like, hey, we're struggling a bit. Yeah. Like most podcasts, like it, like everyone except the top, like one or two percent of podcasts probably one percent of podcasts you know we're, it's it's a thing that usually for it to work you have to have other things going on and so finding time to get those other things going on but um but which we do i think we're just not we're not hyper focused although i i guess i'm somewhat focused with instagram posting stuff but that's so little you know like big mm-hmm. stuff is, you know, you're out on tour, you're going on other people's shows, you're you're yeah, doing this. Other people's shows is yeah. the thing. Which we're doing stuff, but it's like you gotta be hyper focused as the the thing yeah. you're doing, which you're gonna regret in twenty years and say like, Oh, I should have put all my eggs in this basket. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I think I think that because there was so much um uh, there was a, fl- a flood of support 
Um, a not, flood. Not, nice. Not, yeah, not near enough for like from a Bills perspective, but very uh, wonderful and generous. From, <laughs> Let's uh, keep it like that forever. Like no matter how much we make, we're like, oh my gosh, it's, it's, it's it was uh, it was good, but not from a Bills perspective. We're still <sighs> about to close the gate and shut down permanent. Oh wait, someone just came in. Okay, we'll keep the store open for another yeah, five yeah. days. Well, I think we'll do I because I think um, I think we'll do two art episode so so then we're just cutting one bonus episode a month more than what we uh, than what we were already doing because also after that we got a bunch of art suggestion things so now we got a bunch of good ones that i want to do so we're not cutting as many bonus episodes as we had discussed since there's some more support but i think we're going to trim down um the episode times a little bit just to see if because when when we started that there was there was a surge of people doing longer and longer podcasts for a while there because everyone was like trying to copy the rogan model and everything but now that there's just so many podcasts out there it's like i don't i don't know that people have time for lots of different two hour long yeah and um, we were doing it for us we didn't do it because we said that they would like it we did it because we needed therapy and it was during pandemic and and now we're fixed. Yeah, we're fixed. Pandemic's <laughs> officially over. Viruses are officially eradicated. There's no more viruses. We have perfect mental health. Mm-hmm. We no longer need to talk to each other. Now we would just be talking to each other for fun. And yeah. we we can't we can't have that. So we gotta uh. cut down we gotta cut down that time. Um it's all sports scores and how's your nephew doing? Yeah, because so the so the main thing now is how like how do we get because uh, one of the one of the topic queens i wonder if they were when i read it i was like is this person being an asshole <laughs> or are they are they being sar- sarcastic or are they being genuine either they're being sarcastic and it's funny or they're being genuine and I'm if they're on patreon right they have the right yeah so um zach riddle said hey just listen to the latest episode can you guys talk a little more about needing more listeners oh, maybe do a so few funny. episodes just dedicated <laughs> to that <laughs> I'm like that has to be sarcastic right like what's your guess sarcasm 100 percent. Right? yeah 100% and I, I worry about it the same way i of worried course. about yeah, like yeah, when we yeah. started talking about the fest, like there was a huge part of me, if not my entire being, like this is going to tank the show's regular numbers, although we will have a good festival and all that, but like if we don't if we don't stick to the roots and stay on the on the beat, we're going to lose people. Just Some talking. people really love hearing about what goes into the show and everything, and lots of other people would just prefer the show and then it's just like whatever shoots out of our brain is what ends up being yeah recorded <laughs> but that's yeah, true and our complaints are are likely so minimal compared to what a listener's complaints might be not all of them but some of them might be working their shittiest job have nothing just looking for some entertainment and then they're like you want more listeners what about me i'm listening i know well that's the thing that's the thing too you you can't when the comedian in the in the club like scolds the audience that is there for being a small audience like yeah. But we're the ones that showed up. Exactly. Yeah, you're punishing the the people who are supporting you. I don't even want more listeners. I would like one listener, one very high value listener, I'll, one golden goose listener. 
I want to be able to tour confidently and be able to be like, hey, we can get we can get 200 people in um, in a room. That's like that's what it would cost for. You never know, though. We just saw Florence in the machine at the Hollywood Bowl. And she was saying genuinely that like, oh, I, I didn't think anyone would come. It's sold out. They sold out two nights in a row. And that place is, holds a million people. Florence and the Machine is pretty popular and dope AF. Oh, yeah. We're neither no, popular she's... or dope. But she even felt that. She yeah, felt that, right, oh, no right. one's going to come. So the the feeling of no one's going to come, that's eternal. Of course, yeah. we have more right to that claim of no one's going to come. I just want to be able to... It's fine. I'm putting together tours with other things. But when I think about what would interest me the most between like a psychedelic tour which i which i'm probably putting together because that's like a, it, it's it's fun to do and easier to fill generally for me um and stand-up science which i would prefer more but I, it's sometimes a little harder to market depending or it's the opposite mind of under sex. matter like sex what? instantly sells and then science you're like already working at a disadvantage Oh yeah. Even if it's but, about the sex of science, it's still too much, too much beakers and microscopes going on there. The word science is a great filter for quality. You get <laughs> awesome quality people. All my stand up science shows. I mean, you saw you were at the, like the, the people that come out are awesome. Mm-hmm. It's psychedelic shows too. Generally awesome, but stand up science, uh, psychedelic show audiences, there'd always be like some tables of burnouts and stuff that were like, sometimes a hair annoying but amusing um and and you know the the person that had done like a 40 strip of acid last week that needed to there's always tell someone you on a mission secrets yeah yeah, yeah. afterwards it's just like can you can you not tell me about your mission right now please aren't you familiar with the trope haven't you seen it (laughs) and then and then and then stand up science you'd get some like fuddy duddies where it'd be like i go i went to this show to hear science and a comedian did an anal sex joke like yeah there's science and actually anuses are part of science Uh, (laughs) anus is composed of a cellular membrane wall which is uh slightly less hydrated than the skin on let's say your uh, palm of your hand now the reason for that being is that uh the (laughs) muscles that move out excrement actually don't require a lot of lubrication it's purely a physical motion contracting that's why a lot of people experience constipation when their anal uh, membrane is began uh, to uh, atrophy i can't believe you can just perfectly recall all of the perfect <laughs> anal sex facts that there that exist in the world it's very impressive um uh, but then i don't know i've i've been inspired by Mumfest of like well this is this is the this is the audience that you would like to multiply. You know, you yeah. you, you would like you would like that audience in any show, whether you were doing stand up or the, having science talks or or to or make a clone else. army. Like you find the one specimen that you then okay, we got to clone this audience. Mm, yeah. So so yeah. So just like if. People like that, and and every and everyone said that that was one of the highlights because I've been to now two festivals since um, Mum that were similar, one much larger, um, one uh, one smaller, 
and people that were at mom were like the people that because they came from all over the country and everyone was interesting and smart and because some of the festivals have the same like you see the same people that you have like the fest goers they're just you see them at every single festival that that there is and that's a different vibe than someone that's like they don't do this stuff very often and everything i don't know so figuring out a way to curate that is uh is is the tricky part because there's a lot of ways to like grow an audience but not grow the audience of people that you actually you actually want like yeah, we i was just thinking like people like or people like tim dylan and anthony jesselnick or nick mullen who are all hilarious in their own individual ways like they all hate their audiences they're all like trying to sneak out the back after the show this is an exaggeration of course i don't think uh, maybe not mullen and tim so much i think anthony jeselnik in particular i just remember him being like yeah i don't like my fans i'd like to just kind of sneak out the the back because he probably uh he probably attracts a lot of people trying dark one-liners on him or something like that but yeah 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 so and that's probably not even the majority majority are just normal normal people yeah but anyway this has just been on my mind a lot as I'm starting to figure out touring, which is a scary thing to it's, everything changes all the time. And so since I haven't toured in two and a half years now, I don't know if all of the, the various the marketing tour. techniques that I used to do. So anyway, that's what's on my mind clearly lately. And sorry if you don't care about the ins and outs of, <laughs> of self-producing one, things. Which one do you think will make us more annoying? Our pre-success selves or our post-success selves? So right now we're like, yeah. oh, I got a plan tour, not sure how to market it, not sure to get enough listeners to support the cost of the show to putting it together. Or the afterwards where it's like this year, I'm going to get Shane, his own volcano, and it's going to have his name engraved on it, and he's not going to know until it erupts, and he thinks he's going to be in trouble, but I've hired a helicopter to pick him up and zoom him across, and then meanwhile, there's like droughts everywhere because climate change and things have gotten yeah. worse, but but we're and, chilling and it. And your making... volcano project caused yeah. most of the droughts. <laughs> Whoops. But, but that's yeah, like... part of why it was so funny to buy me a volcano was because of all of the death that happened from yes. it. And I'm an accelerationist, <laughs> of course. But which is more annoying, you think? Like having too much money or not having enough to to sustain comfortably? I think it's annoying. I think, I, I think that I've just never liked popular things that much. I think humans are status seeking just bandwagon jumping so I, I just never seem to see eye to eye with a lot of what other than some t- tv beatles shows is good is like what's beatles. that beatles are good beatles are good yeah uh there's there's exceptions uh to the rule but yeah i think i think a lot of i don't know there there's just a lot of like it's it's so weird because we evolved in little tribes where if someone was maybe a slightly better hunter or tool maker or something like that be like all right this guy or the one that's like slightly funnier or something like cool and then that was their version of famous where you got like a little better treatment or you were a little more well liked or a little more popular 
and then much in the ways that we we um uh, we have evolved to seek out sugary fatty things because it was a thing that we that was necessary to passing our genes on to our survival and now now there's always like uh, you know there's candy and a bunch of crap that's hijacked that mm. uh those, those desires i feel like fame is one of those things that's just hijacked our brains it where totally people just, did have no fucking idea what they're even enjoying or taking part in or and it was always just it was always creepy to me to go to church and just to hear people um just saying a bunch of words to a thing that they had memorized that they <laughs> wouldn't have any idea what they meant it was just Holy about memorized <laughs> so weird and creepy and it's the most important part of their lives is that they go and repeat mindlessly words that they don't understand the meaning of and that's like their most if you ask people what they value the most like well that's the that's the most important thing to do is to go and say the magic words that we have no idea what the meaning or origin is of them. And I always felt the same way with like spectator sports and stuff where if you're really into it and you're seeing like the, the play is being called and this and that, I like, I guess, you know, there's an art to everything, but it always seemed like it always seemed pretty mindless and, and silly uh to me that is what a lot of people also like though like you enjoy spending time figuring out the mind and minding things and dissecting things and Mm. uh seeing patterns and stuff and some people are like oh i want to turn this thing off what can i do to turn this off forever yeah and i get just like wanting to be a part of a of a collective and yeah, yeah, like like i was thinking about the psy trance festival azora um that I went to in 2019 where it was just the loudest, worst music 24 hours a day, but it was just, uh, 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 uh. and it was, it was basically to my ears, it was like listening to a fire alarm, um, going (laughs) off for a week straight that just people were dancing to. But you, you've sp- after like two days, you're like, okay, I sort of get it. It's just a thing that's easy to bounce up and down to, and we're all doing it yeah. together. And there's part and there's of a th- big thing, <laughs> yeah. part of big thing. Yeah. That's it's all about the balance. Like, uh, what a boring thing to say, balance. But there's, you know, if you're an individual just out in the woods on your own or solitary confinement, that's torture. But then if you blend into the big thing and you lose your self, then there's no self to really enjoy being part of the big thing. You're not, you're not a you anymore. So there's like this joy that comes from being a separate thing and then merging into the larger collective, but then leaving it and then being a little individual unit again. But if you were to completely merge, then there's, there's no you anymore to enjoy being the merged thing. It's this like trick which yeah. can never actually be it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, it's especially weird to be angsty about popular things and then to be an entertainer. Like, oh, I hate everything <laughs> that people think is popular. Maybe, maybe I could be popular. <laughs> like, I hate popular things and want to be popular. Yeah. What? Well, not that popular. Just the perfect <laughs> amount. What if it overflows? It won't overflow. It'll be the perfect amount. I'll love every person and we'll be equals with the exception of me being slightly elevated than them because they know me. And well, that's in one way that's elevated. But if you're a more private person, it's a disadvantage that people just know a lot about you and you know nothing about them. You don't know nothing about their name or anything. And they just know. Is that weird for you? I kind of like it. I don't mind. I love it. I yeah. love it. To me, n- not not even from a not even from a patting myself on the back feeling. Uh, I'm, special, I'm from there. Sort of. You're from there. Mine is I more need 100 just... pats a second. <laughs> Mine is just it's such a relief. I remember that. I remember experiencing this when I when I did the um, when I helped out with some of the mushroom retreats in Jamaica years ago and. Um, that was my first time spending a lot of time with just random individuals that had listened to everything that I've ever done. And I was like, what a relief to just pick up where, like, wherever yes. my brain's at with whatever, like, new ideas that I'm uh, interested in and consumed with at the moment is just like oh so you guys know how I've been thinking about this lately well where is here's where my thinking is kind of evolving towards and stuff what do you think about that rather than having to set up everything that I am which is like yeah teach kindergarten I like never, you're teaching Shane kindergarten for yeah. first people and this way you're teaching the advanced lecture that's awesome i and i love getting to do that there's pressure like when i started doing stand-up science and then re like super smart people would come out to shows always wanted smart audiences and then i'd be like god damn it i'm i'm not smart enough for this smart open <laughs> audience but it's it's uh it is really it's just easier because i'm i'm awkward socially and i don't like regular small talk and things and so to just be able to jump into topics that i'm interested in with people that are interested in that's 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 wonderful. how it should be small talk should be a thing that happens once a year mm. and it's a special like regimented <laughs> so, little ritual but like the whole small like talk day that there's just all <laughs> this build up to oh man that could be a fun thing and and the camp out fast small, a small talk hour small talk hour so yeah like the way that uh dr mcgraw the most had amount of prep into the small talk mm-hmm. and you get kicked out if you start getting too in depth with stuff you have to talk about the weather so what do you do oh That's really fun. i have a cousin that does that yeah well the weather was slightly more enjoyable yesterday than it is today only small keep it small frivolous <laughs> uh, but I kind of I like the the fame that is the you know cartoonishly big problematic fame that leads to addiction and aggravated mental health that's no good but the perfect medium fame that you describe of people knowing what you're about what you like where you are at the stage of your evolution want to jump on board with you during that and you're getting to meet them as well that's 
that's beautiful right there. Yeah, yeah. Introductions suck. What's your name again? Sean Mouse? Yeah. Oh, comedy? <laughs> Would it SNL or anything I've heard of? Have you tried yeah. doing a show like Seinfeld? Me and my brother used to watch Seinfeld all the time. Kramer was his favorite, but I was more of an Elaine person. And I mean, I don't like to shove people or anything like that, but there's times that I'd like to. So is there anywhere I could see you perform? And then you're already like just leaving your body, like just going as far away from it as you can. You hope you can find it again. Hopefully you dropped a pin and you can come back to where your body is and it doesn't just stay there spasming. At, at pickleball, there's there's um, there there's a line like you put your paddle in a thing to wait to because there's not enough courts, so you ha you have to wait around. So it's very natural to be standing next to someone and to be like, "Hey, what's your name? What do you do?" And it's just, I usually just leave the pickleball court when I'm not playing and like sit outside and do something <laughs> just so I don't have to deal with people asking me what I do. Or I should start saying evolutionary biologist or oh, any, that's funny. anything, anything else. Cause it doesn't, I hate it. I try yeah. different things each time. Like, oh, I do a lot of things. Uh, uh, and then <laughs> that's just the, the that's the worst answer you it's not i do a lot of things and they just think you're a drug dealer or something and leave you alone but yeah. i tried festival thing last time i got asked a couple a few days ago that went okay that was better than telling someone you're a comedian telling someone you're a comedian is the fucking worst yeah because we're like we've discussed we're going through a new 80s of yeah. every there's a hundred million stand-up clips being generated a second with boring ass crowd work mm -hmm. captioned crowd work and it loops it's it's literally hell hell <laughs> is a looping like bland uh, banal crowd work clip that like you know it's repeating because you hear the first part again you're like oh i think this is where it started again and it makes you start to hate people that you loved before you loved them before you'd see them out of the club i can't wait to see their new stuff and now it's like oh i'm being subjected to their crowd work clips oh my god i just every day. i just i just um i was just going through um i like crowd uh, you, work clips youtube for whatever i think i was I think I was looking through our comments or something, but then different suggested suggested videos. I I don't know why Andrew Schultz was suggested to me because I've never because he won like, the internet. He won the internet. I guess I've never clicked on a YouTube video of his. But there are several different things. I was just looking at their titles because it's something we need to think more about. And his title was it was from three years ago, and it was a video gayest heckler ever like three million views gayest heckler ever and that's what's popular <laughs> and the trick shit. is that he's being he loves the heckler actually you open it yeah. it's like oh you think it's hateful but it's actually it's about this heckler that he likes and he gets friends with him that guy's a brilliant marketer it's like yeah. very like who cares stand up but the marketing right. aspect of it he's the best to do it in this era <laughs> That's depressing. Um, <laughs> I, um, but it's a, it's a skill though, like, and yeah. it's a it's a natural born talent that probably a lot of people with degrees in marketing probably wouldn't be able For to sure be on 100%. the ground. I know I know business professors that have tried to start their own businesses and fail. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, that happens all the time. There's lots of there's there's 
professors that are not uh, th- those who can't teach sort of a uh, situation. Then, yeah. And some people just like get a feel for a thing and have an intuition about it and just understand. It's it's funny. People don't people don't trust you when you have that, too. Like I, I have. Uh, so I was, I was just at this festival. It was fun. Graveyard Get Down is like a Halloween themed festival. GGD. And um, outside Raleigh. And they had me do, I was, uh, um, this uh, this girl, Ariel, works for a local uh, rock Dan station Arielli. in town. And she she helped us promote mom a little bit. And so I, I was like, oh, I could do, I'll do a free show for you for helping promote on radio and everything. But she never had stand up at her festival before, booked stand up or anything. And so I was just last night on a main on a main stage outside at night, like right between. And there was some miscommunication where the band started. They played a song and then had this because they were supposed to do a sound check. And, and then I was supposed to go up so they could come on right after me. And then they started. People start dancing <laughs> and having a good time. And then they have to stop and bring me on for 30 minutes at like 10 p.m., 10.30 at night on That's a second night at a festival. Ever. I can't see anyone because it's too bright and it's really dark out. And and everyone's scattered all over the place. People are having conversations. And there was a there's a small there was a small indoor space that afterwards I was like, oh, this is by the way, this is where you want to put stand up in the future. It's I'm happy that I was here to do this uh, for you. So to tell you that it guinea needs to be in it, yeah. there. And so I'm happy to be the guinea pig. I've had more. I've had harder more challenging sets in my career and it was fine whatever but i was also validated in that and that so many people after the camp they're like why don't you just have stand up on the like main stage too between the bands i'm like because that's an awful idea because stand-up's intrusive and you're just hanging out talking with people and then suddenly someone's on stage like hey I have this fisting joke that I need to tell all of you and have you pay attention to for 30 minutes. Standing up, right? Like people are outside standing up. Yeah. That's the worst configuration. Yeah. And so, uh, so yeah. So, so there's, and there's all these things like that, that outsiders just don't have a sense of if you haven't lived it, like every job you just, you would make dumb assumptions about how it works and then there's there's reasons why things don't work in the way that you would think that they would unless you do it yourself yeah and um so anyhow should we get to some quests yeah 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 sorry i just went off a bit uh that's thanks to zach riddle for his very sincere um (laughs) question about audiences Joyce Abbott has a has a question. She's Abbott a, Elementary. <laughs> what's what's that? It's a show. It's the number one show on Hulu. Really? It's like The Office, but it's about an elementary school. It's got Janelle James, okay. Keenta Bronson. Uh, who else? I forget the other actors' names, but it's like an it's an Office mockumentary style show, and it's just as good as The Office or Parks and Rec. Okay. All right. You've been write it you, down. Have you gotten a Have you gotten a vice in 
yet in October? Oh, Have you watched too much no, TV yet? No, not yet. I'm trying to figure out one still. Maybe my indecisiveness is my vice. <laughs> my inability to just commit to getting a bottle of Jack Daniels and drinking a glass of it neat every night. Maybe it's calling. Uh, like Maybe I should call family more. Calling family is your vice? No, no, I mean, like, maybe that's the thing I should start to... Not... Because not calling my family is a vice. You... Like, not calling anyone You're is a vice. Addicted to, not, addicted uh, to not communicating. Yeah, you are a little addicted to not Because it never ends. Uh, it's yeah, like this yeah, little yeah. text not, wants this message, this one, and then... Uh, I'm in... I'm... I support you. Uh, I, I'm in agreement with you. I I admire your ability to not check your texts and emails. <laughs> the but way you that, are way more disconnected than most people. Oh, 100%. I'm disconnected Daryl over here. But you know, the so the image that we've been using for the taking questions episodes where we're at the press conference, I feel like I could communicate to people all day in that format if I was actually... <laughs> in a real life place with a podium and then it's like talking to my mom over here talking to this friend from high school over here talking to this like i could communicate like That's well with fun. that but when i'm doing this bullshit with yeah. my thumbs with voice notes with the typing with the no there's no like tactile real life thing that that binds me to it it just gets really irritating really fast yeah i well i'm a i'm a phone boy i like phone calls and i'm the last person on earth that likes phone calls and so when people are just uh into the text i'm like you know this would just be this would be so much easier if we just chatted about this for two minutes um anyway joyce abbott abbott elementary says i feel seen if you made a major life do-over, um, in parentheses, such as a new job in a new state, um, what would you want to remind yourself as you build a whole new life? And Enjoy these early days, because you're, you're she spending... says she's doing this and seeking wisdom. By the okay, way. yeah, I, I'm I'm saying that uh, what I would do is like really savor those early days, even if it's. You're perceiving it now as discomfort. Maybe like you don't have the friend group and like, oh, this apartment isn't doing what it used to for this. But then before you know it, a year goes by and you've settled in and that new strange land that you <sighs> moved to is no longer a new strange land. Now it's like boring routine home and you mm. kind of miss the way you felt when you were in a new place and like kind of off balance. So like appreciate your off balanceness right now. It'll never feel that way yeah again after you've acclimated that's my advice yeah the opposite would be to not um uh, not get too excited about that newness too i <laughs> i love i love the feeling of new that new job feel when i had real jobs and you get a new job and you're like maybe maybe this is this, this cubicle is mine this is <laughs> no one else gets to use it no that's all yours what about the black phone with the <laughs> Like, does that get my name put on it? Yeah. I actually had a job where I didn't, I was so not there that not only did I never put a photo up or have any belongings to take home, I didn't even change the name on the phone. It never said my name on it. Like it said the previous person that had my desk, they worked here for like a year. I worked there for five years. That whole five years, it was the name of the other person yeah. on the, the phone. Cause I'm just like, I'm, I'm not here forever. I'm going to be 
I'm going to be the next Jerry Seinfeld or something. I like I like vicariously uh, when when someone when a friend of mine has a new job that they got there like ah oh, yeah it's always they're a little sick they're feeling uh, of their old job they're feeling a little stagnant or they should be making more or there's been all of these problems lately with work and then um they get the new job and they're like yeah this is i think this is really gonna be a good fit for <laughs> me <laughs> I laughed just like you did. <laughs> Never gets old. It's like the old getting hit in the balls uh, <laughs> trick. Someone was saying that, uh, I think Android Jones, this might be too long of a rabbit hole to go down, but basically saying that all roads end in, uh, ow, I just caught hit in the balls. Like art eventually just decays as a result of our tools getting too good. Like, with mm. with stuff to where we stop trying and then it becomes lowest common denominator so you think that the future of humor is very sophisticated but it actually goes the opposite way and it becomes like just ow my balls becomes peak humor of 2040 or something yeah i feel like we're experiencing that a little bit i a mean little bit. a little bit <laughs> like, I mean, like it's funny the crowd work stuff that was when i started comedy that was every comedian was in agreement that uh, that we are like well we're no no that's not what comedians really do anymore we don't we don't encourage heckling and have people yell out stuff so that yeah. we can have these witty retorts that was something that happened in the early 90s that was 10 years ago we're past that that was just some growing pains i'm sorry audience that you think this is how comedy goes, but we've evolved, and now it's now we're right. Back it's like when that. we go back into the water, like when you say, like the sloths evolved out of the water, but then they went back into the water, mm -hmm. and then they came out. It's like we're going back into the water, not just with crowd work, but with uh, like kind of basic, or like racial, like oh, so dog, where are you from? Uh, it's like they're like I'm from Mexico. Like, why why aren't you late? Why'd you get here on time? Just like I random know. stuff like that. It's like, that's 80s level race <laughs> crowd work, really but it's is. embraced because it got so woke, I guess, that now it's like, oh, we're the edgy ones because now we're going, we're not afraid to say that the Mexicans are late. I, I well, it's a, it's a really, um, it's kind of a safe way to, so it, it, if you, if you think about comedy through the kind of, you know, simplified lens of Peter McGraw's benign violation idea of things can either be too too benign to be funny, too benign and boring to be funny, or too much of a violation and too too offensive to be funny, and then there's that sweet spot. God would disagree middle. though. God God says there there's no there's no edge. The, God, uh, God is like that's not too dark for whole, me. Yeah. The whole time. Well, and then it's a sliding scale. So some people like darker, more inappropriate things. Some people like church humor or whatever. Oh, my God. That was the other thing that turned me off to church. Church humor when the priests make jokes and stuff. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Um, Do you ever hear the one with bad the church street jokes? I love the one about um, the guy that 
wants to get into heaven and then stop me if you've heard this one, even if the listeners haven't heard it, but the, it's like, all right, I'm, you're at the pearly gates and St. Peter says like, okay, you need 10,000 points to get into heaven. He says, 10,000 points? Um, well, it's like, well, start listing what you did. I'll tell you how many points you had. He says, well, I helped this old lady cross the street. Okay, that's good. That's one point. One point? That's well, I, I volunteered at the church every every Sunday. Okay, that's good. That's another fifteen points. Fifteen points. How am I gonna? <laughs> and he keeps listing stuff, and then eventually he's like, I, I don't have enough points. The only way I'm gonna get in through the pearly gates is by the grace of God. And Saint Peter goes, Well, come on in. See, you do like church jokes. <laughs> I love how bad they are. Yeah. Um, so. we've, we've got some guests over here. i got to like say the most outrageous shit possible now. So the other reason that the Jews are uh, the, like moving against... Oh, <laughs> I couldn't even complete the sentence. Did they hear you? Yeah, they, they like just... Catherine's just showing around some, some people are going to help uh, babysit Yosh. Uh, and just showing like here's the laundry room and then like just kind of pulled the curtain back there and then I tried to say some Jew thing and then I forgot I forgot how to be (laughs) anti-Semitic it'll come back to you I'm sure Uh, so so the 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 idea of that that benign violation I think for um, a a lot of the comics that are edgelords or whatever it's, it's such a it's it's such a cop out position to take because then so if if you if you are a comedian and you bias your material to and I've done plenty of shock value material in my life and offensive ish things and and whatnot. So yeah, I once called a lady an asshole in front of her face. <laughs> but, but if if you if you err toward that violation in your comedian, then you can blame the audience for being too sensitive. Then it's not that you aren't a good joke writer or performer. It's that the audience's sensibilities are too delicate to appreciate your great material. And just every road hack has that attitude of just like, Oh, what? Too sensitive? Buckle your seatbelt. It's like, oh, we're not offended. That's just a lame, poorly written, very sloppy, easy joke that's very hacky and we've all heard before. And that's why I'm not howling, laughing (laughs) as much as you would like me to be. So, um, anyhow. That's comedy. what was the question again? I forgot where we ma- ended up. Major from. life do over. If you oh, if you yeah. made a major life do over, new job and new state is is what she's going through. I don't know. Have you have you ever had like a do over thing that you can think of? I mean, you've I changed. Mean, moving to L.A. Moving to L.A. was a do over that yeah. involved leaving a job for nothing and no place even we just moved out here and just got an airbnb and like we're looking at craigslist every day like oh we got to find a place oh no yeah you had a nice house in austin oh yeah stable income i had i had it all not only nice house stable income i had a job where my monitor was faced towards me away from the door 
and it evolved to where I was in a part of the building where no one walks by. Like it wasn't on the way to the bathroom, the break room. I was an island onto myself to where I could not show up and people probably wouldn't have noticed because mm. they would ask me how long it would take to program something and I could just be like, oh, this takes three weeks. So then it's like, oh, well, I guess we don't need to see you for three weeks. Mm. And mm. But you get bored though. Yeah, I mean, I think I think I used to look at L.A. on Google Maps. That was my little like like poster of a girl on a dream car or something like I would just be at my job looking oh, at looking at L.A. on Google Maps. I'm like, there's the comedy store and there's where Meltdown is. I wonder how long it would take to drive to those. And just I'm like just yeah, fantasizing on my, my little life there. And now that's I've been adorable. here for almost a decade and I'm I'm stupid cunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's I mean. That's I, that having moved around a bunch, I think that's one of the good lessons that you can get from it is that you think you're just going to be a completely different person in this new town or new job or new relationship. Or I've I've like moved to try to save a relationship before. Like, I, you know, this is. There's something about this not working. Maybe moving from Boston to Austin or whatever will be a fresh yeah, the start B. for us. The and B is the problem. Yeah, and uh, turns out, nope, uh, the relationship was the problem. So that's <laughs> that's a good lesson that you get to learn from all of this. And did you also, want to save them in the past when you've been trying to save it? Did you truly want it saved, or were uh -huh. you just trying to not have someone be mad at you? Oh, I think I was trying to save it. Oh, you were trying used, to actually save it. I used to. So I, I've never been into marriage and kids, but I really did believe, like, this is the person that I'm going to be with for the rest of my life. I thought that twice, and one was close. I felt like, like, maybe could have. And then there was another one that I didn't feel like that, but maybe could have. But, yeah, no, I, 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 I think genuinely I felt like this is... This is going to work. Now I'm a little cynical and don't think relationships will work, but then I'll meet a girl and be like, maybe, maybe I'll be with her forever. <laughs> I still, like, I can't, you can't control your emotions when those, when those, it's, it's always after the fact, seeing things objectively, like, yeah, what was I thinking? Of course that wasn't just moving to a new city wasn't going to fix everything. But you had to move to the new city to find it. And the thing is with learn, uh, being in a new city and having that new job or whatever else and having those new experiences is they do build, even though even though there's the hedonic treadmill and every everything will become boring again, you have now added skills to your portfolio you've added life experience by being in a new city and you're probably a better person for it but you won't feel that way no i don't think you always feel the same yeah you always but feel if you don't change then you'll you'll decompose so you have to always be changing and improving but you'll always feel like you're the same yeah um, you want to do so thanks Joyce Abbott um, for your great question and Patreon support you want to do an Instagram one let's do it okay uh, bombstract writes it's just another bombstract uh, writes what time period of the past would you be most interested in experiencing for a week bonus question what part of the world so we get to use our time machine once 
to go oh boy back um and they don't include this in the sentence but just to make it fun let's not play with the stupid like oh i don't want to cause a paradox and disturb it it's like it doesn't do that it's just going to witness it so any time period in the past it doesn't say earth even so i don't know i'm kind of i'm kind of called to look back at the early like you know universe like see see the Maybe, maybe can I go beyond before the Big Bang? Can I check out what's going on before the Big Bang and see if it is just nothingness or if there's something something cool happens but before yeah, that? I guess you can, but you, how do you imagine such a thing? I, yeah, I know. I, I accept that answer. Oh, you mean it's like just, my it's, sense it's organs wouldn't a, be enough to like really take in what's going on? I mean, it's hard. It's hard to if I if I say like, well, I would like to go back to the fifties to see if Mad Men was accurate and did people really smoke that much and dress in that way and and oh, that's fun. And, and that's and, a joke answer, though. I can tell by your tone. I uh, well, what I mean is, I can kind of picture it in my mind and and imagine. Like, here's the reasons why I would like to see these things where what reason can you give for wanting to other than you're just you just want to go into a mysterious unknown thing. That, yeah. OK, <laughs> maybe I'll pick pyramids. Let's see who actually built those motherfuckers. Yeah. See okay. if it's see if it is slaves with like the, pulling it on the pulleys and those things, seeing if they had like a sound real vibrations and stuff, too. Yeah, but I mean, this is, it's not even worth going into, but the yeah. arguments made, it's like, yeah, but the reason it couldn't have been laborers is it's too precise and it's like you can't even fit a razor blade in between them and they're they're identical, whereas if they used a mold, it just wouldn't be that perfect and it used to be painted with limestone and we're just, we're confused as to how they achieved this. Even if they threw human suffering at it for a thousand yeah. years, it still was like, how did they get the apex to line up? with the center of the base we can't even do that with today's just those little arguments i would just go check it out and be like okay no aliens got it yeah so i'll pick that one what do you pick that's fun i i also like that people that people like will one think that ancient philosophers knew everything (laughs) and were the wisest humans ever just because they existed 2000 uh or so years ago and at the same time 2000 years ago humans were just too stupid to do anything and like build a square ish like put square blocks together in a way that like fit nicely like how did they pull that off and Um, did we even know if people like let's say you know aristotle socrates plato or even further in the future shakespeare do we know for a fact that these are the works of singular people or did we just put it, it in a pile like, yeah plato that he came up with that it's like no that's a thousand people's random quotes yeah because well we see it in real time because it happens people attribute quotes to einstein all the time that aren't einstein quotes just someone said something that sounded good and then e they, equals they mc know. square ain't him damn <laughs> damn i would love to see I would like to see Smash Mouth Live, nineteen ninety eight. Hell yeah, that <laughs> definitely number one. My number two pick would be there. There was a period of time when there was 
like 50 humans on earth but then there and then there was other there was like other in the homogeneous or a genus or whatever where there was there was other things around um that were um human-ish like or like different branches one branch separated from us and I don't know how much they bumped into each other, but I would love to have seen the first 50. I guess my qualification would be you could take one of their babies, bring it back to today's time period, and no one would be the wiser. Their face wouldn't look weird. They would be they would be able to, you know, their brain would be just as developed or whatever as ours is uh, now. That would be that would be cool to see what uh, the same human brain that we have today, what it was doing when there is just 50 of them trying to figure out existence. And, wow. And there's and there because there is just huge things that would eat them. And there there's yeah, there's just uh, enormous mammals everywhere. And is 50 just a ballpark or was it actually in that range? I think there was a period of time where where there was around that. I mean, there would have had to have been at some point, but I, the, I think the, I think the there was a long blurry, period right? of time. The lines blurry, the lines super blurry, but it seems like there was a period of time where humans went for some time of just barely scraping by. Like there just was not that many humans for generations and generations. It took them a while to be prolific enough to start growing and and spreading and everything and just barely i would love to see the scrappy humans that started (laughs) it all because then once we started taking over everything it's just like oh god they're just murdering everything and now they're like building temples to throw each other in and all sorts of just these incredible sophisticated murder machines that ramped up quick didn't it and when there's only 50 people it would be easy to point out who the worst one is and who the best one is like (laughs) oh larry sucks larry is literally the worst person (laughs) um so yeah i think that would be that would be my time period so we're both going back a ways. Your yeah, none of us are going boy. to 1950 to see, you know, Elvis shake his hips. Like, we got uh, video. We're good. I wonder. Cause I, I actually think, would pick some concerts. I would actually want to go see Frank Zappa and Hendrix and stuff and hear what it actually sounded like. Not mm. recordings through YouTube, but what... Because stuff used to sound different back then. The The amps used to be much louder. Now it's like we know about hearing damage and it's so, so kind of nerfed. But I, of course, I could just turn up my headphones and deafen myself. Yeah, there's there's certain things I would like to see people's kind of re- reaction to the first cars and thing. It, I think I've told the story before about I took a Segway tour in Savannah, and there's this house pointed out to me that it was it was the first house in Savannah that had light bulbs, and they got it. They got it way before they had indoor electricity and lighting way before anyone else because this person was particularly connected to whatever the Edison company or or something like that. And they so they had a they didn't tell anyone, had it all installed, had a had a dinner party over and then 
blew out all the candles at sunset and turned the lights on and everyone ran screaming from the house because they thought it was like exploding or on fire or something like that and then after that every every night hundreds of people would gather outside of that house just to watch them flip their lights on I mean, what is the equivalent of that today? I'm trying to think of mind-blowing things, which there probably is no equivalent, like watching a rocket, who cares? Watching something land on Mars, who cares? Like deep, deep fake stuff, kind of. That kind of blows minds a little bit. Like, what? Someone didn't make that? A computer made that? But that doesn't make you scream. That doesn't make you run out of the room screaming. Yeah. Is there anything? Anything would, would that someone could witness today some technical technological advancement that would make you run out screaming i think i think just because we get to see everything on our phones i just feel like it doesn't have the same feel as as like making a pilgrimage to see the person that has light bulbs (laughs) and then gathering with with a bunch of other people and then being really impressed because we get to see yeah, if there is something like that today, we don't, I don't know, we just get to experience it. And I'm sure 200 years from now, people would look back at what we were impressed by and think it's adorable. But I can't think, like, I've, neither of us seem to be able to come up with a good... Anything that's a deep, anything that computers can do now VR. that we're impressed by, yeah, is is nothing to future people. What, what would future people think was adorable? I think VR, if they see us <laughs> in the goggles with the little things, just like, I can't believe it. <laughs> I actually have one of those headsets, but it's in a, like, a Tupperware container down there. That's, that's one... That's a technology that I think people 100, 200 years from now will will see footage of someone using for the first time and think it's adorable how blown away we were yeah. um, by it. I can't think of anything else like that in a modern era. I would love a leap. I would love a, a technological leap that scares us. And I think we're due for one. I think it's like you can tell it in the air, like when it's about to rain, like you can't quite articulated but there's some feeling in the air that it's about to rain some tension is building and technologically there's some there's some step like this like ai working with these medical records working with this something else like combining is going to blow our minds in like 2030 but till then it's kind of i I just thought of one when you see the little food delivery robots, as stupid as those things are, it's oh, like, I still haven't seen one. So neat! I just see videos of it. Oh. Of like, I saw one. I saw one the other day. It was going through a crime scene, <laughs> <laughs> but it was just on its path. <laughs> so all the police officers and stuff have to like stop and clear a path for this little Uber robot to go through their crime scene to deliver like waist height or something. It's like, like an R two D two sort of unit. Yeah, yeah. Like a, oh, that'd be a good getaway. That's pretty machine. Neat. Like you commit a cl- crime and then you get inside of one of those fake food robots and you just pilot yourself out of it and the cops will let you go. I, yeah. <laughs> It's like we can't find him anywhere. Hold on, there's an Uber Eats coming by. You try. All right, now let's let's split out. You go that way. You go that. Way. It's like the modern hiding in a bush. Yeah, exactly. The bush that moves. Except people will expect the food 
robot to move. The bush moving is <laughs> nonsensical. That's, that's very funny. Um, so I, I, I mean, I think something like Walmart or Amazon were incredible leaps forward in our in some ways and people hate them for the very same because i also wipe out a lot of businesses and whatnot but the idea of i mean you can look back to your childhood and think of a lot of things now and the idea of being able to oh i i need i just discovered i need a weird part for an outhouse and at 8 p.m at night i can press a button on a thing on a computer that fits in my pocket and it will be delivered to me in less than 12 hours without like an extra charge or barely an extra charge or anything and you expect it you've grown to expect it if it takes three days it's like what's this horse shit and how and everyone complains about inflation which is a legitimate thing but also everything's so cheap too when you Sometimes when you get things, like all of these, all this camping gear and things like that that I got, or just tools and stuff that you get, it's just, sometimes you get, it's like, how in the world could they make money? How can you sell this whole string of Christmas lights or whatever for $7? Who's making money off of that? It's just, you just get thousands and thousands of lights for $7 and they shipped it to you for free. I don't even understand how that's possible. And we're annoyed. It doesn't even, we don't, we don't, that's a, that's a technological or some sort of kind of advance that it just slid right in. We, we took it for granted almost as soon as it happened. There was like two years where people are like, have you tried out the Amazon Prime stuff? Two-day delivery. It's actually, it's a pretty, you might want to look into it. It's just another whatever. We had it back when there was books. My parents were very big readers. They still are very big readers. But I remember when it was just the bookstore and it just Mm. slowly became everything. You had it in the beginning days? Yeah, in the beginning days when you could just buy books from it. Hmm. That's wow. People forget it was just a bookstore. That that is incredible. And people laughed at him. Yeah. Now who's laughing at him? A lot of people, but in a different way. Yeah. Imagine if it was like Columbia House or something like that instead would have been the <laughs> one that we are all getting everything that we own. No, none of from. the legacy ones won. They all had the chance to, and it's kind of this interesting lesson that once you grow to a certain size, you're not going to be the ones that take it all like it's all these new ones that were laughed at like google was laughed at facebook was laughed at amazon was laughed at um what am i thinking facebook google amazon what's the fourth head of the mind under matter (laughs) no we're too big and we don't have a goofy name it's too sensical it's not hulu Mm. or zulu or um man it's driving me crazy what is it apple Oh, I didn't say Apple, right? Apple also laughed at. Mm-hmm. Apple is the oldest one of those. Yeah, they're they're still at the top, but yeah. none of this have anything to do with anything. Well, it has to do with I I would I would love if I was going to if there was some two hundred or three hundred year limit or something like that on 
on this little thought experiment. I would really like to see people just in the streets, like mouth agape at getting to witness this new invention being released or, or the whatever. car, so, something like that. Or, yeah. 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 So getting, getting to take a ride in a model T for the first time <laughs> or something that, that would be kind of cool. And they were um, all painted black because it dries faster. Uh, is that why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's like a, when people say that the story of it, it's like, yeah, he Henry Ford offered you a car in any color as long as it was black. Yeah. It's because it dried fast. Yeah. It dried like 50% faster because it absorbs more light, et cetera. Huh. Um, well, speaking of, uh, speaking of cool, uh, <laughs> that's the dumbest question, uh, uh, transition ever to try to end a show. Um, oh, is that the end already? How many questions did we do? Two? We did three questions. We did two from okay. Patreon and another from Instagram. And then, so I think we'll just do a second episode right away um, because we had a ton of awesome questions. So thank you all, all of you soft rockers for writing in. Um, thanks for the support on Patreon especially, but just thanks for following on Instagram and commenting and being a part of the show and community. And until next time. Keep on salivating, honeys. Ding. Ding.